I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm Cheyenne and today I'm sitting down with coach Ben Wallace. He is the head coach of the women's volleyball team at UTEP in El Paso, Texas. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Appreciate you guys having me. We're excited to chat. So I know you just completed your first season with the team. Can you kind of tell us about how that season went and kind of how it was just to step in as the new head coach? Absolutely. Uh, I was hired in uh, early January of 2019. So it's been one full calendar year here in El Paso for my staff and I. And uh, when we took this program over in January of 19, we knew we were we were taking over a reclamation project, so to speak, and uh, it was uh, it was eye opening for uh, for us and for my staff in a lot of ways because uh, I hired a couple of people from different parts of the country. So to be able to come to El Paso and and take this program uh, over and try to point them in the right direction, it was definitely a chore, um, and and it was uh, you know a program that I've uh, it's been near and dear to my heart for a lot of years because I'm from. New Mexico uh, from high school and my wife is from El Paso so she grew up here and went to high school here and then played volleyball at New Mexico State prior to my time at New Mexico State so my wife and I have some ties to the area and I thought I was going to have my eye on the on the job they were struggling mightily and when we took the program over in January we decided that we'd set some goals for ourselves which uh, for the most part uh, the majority of our goals we set were attained or, or were we were just short of them so uh, one of those many goals was to to try to triple our win total from the previous season. So they went four and twenty six, I think, in two thousand eighteen, and this year we we came um, uh, just short of our goal of tripling that win total. We ended up going thirteen and fifteen uh, and lost to Vice in the conference tournament um, in November, and that was the first time they made the conference tournament in five seasons. So it was a success for them in a lot of way to get back on a winning track and pointing the needle in the right direction. But for, for me and for my staff, it was, uh, uh, you know, frustrating for us knowing that, you know, we're used to winning 20 matches yeah. a year and, and doing things that, uh, you know, that consistently get you to conference championship time and to NCAA tournament play. But uh, that's kind of a synopsis really is just, you know, we took over a losing program. And we wanted to try to get the right kids in here and turn this culture and this program around. And that's what we've been grinding through for the last year. No, that's awesome. And it seems like you guys are on the right path. I mean, like you said, you almost tripled the wins from the previous year. So that's awesome just to keep kind of set that foundation where you can keep building on top of it. Yeah, looking at the schedule that we got when we, we um, when they hired me, it was pretty much almost all done. We had a couple of things that we had to fill in. I was, I was hopeful to get to 15 wins. I, I felt like looking at the teams we have, we played a significant um, non-conference schedule when it came to some of the teams we had Pacific and New Mexico State where I came from and uh, and we had some you know we lost those teams in five we had you know some top 100 wins this year which they hadn't beaten a top 100 program in like six five or six years so we we had some pretty significant wins for our for our players and I think really the, the most important thing for them was that they understood the difference between you know coming into practice and just being here and sweating and building towards the end of the year for a conference championship because they honestly, quite honestly, didn't understand what that was like because they weren't going to the postseason. They were, mm -hmm. their, 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 you know, season was done in October and they were, 
you know, going to Thanksgiving and spending time with their family right. and friends. And, and now we're making flights to go to the conference championships and, you know, it's just a different vibe for them. And so the season's longer, the grind is harder. And so the thing I'm probably most proud of is at the end of the year, we were playing our best volleyball and that is exciting for a young team with a young, uh, young roster. Yeah, especially since you're in the middle of spring ball right now and it's just something you ended on a good little note where you can carry it on throughout the season and you guys oh, start 100%. in August. So that's yeah. super exciting. Yeah, it's 100% different right now. You know, a year ago at this time, I was questioning my, my, questioning my move, you know, to be quite <laughs> honest. I was thinking, what, what did I get myself into? You know, and I've always had aspirations of being a head coach, but I always knew that I wouldn't just take a job to take a job. This was this was a job that I had my sights on and, and there weren't many jobs that I would have taken because I felt like we can win in El Paso. And, and, you know, we finished the year third in, in attendance in the conference, which is huge for our program being that mm-hmm. they were a losing program. Um, and we've got a good volleyball here. It's a city of 800,000 people and they love their volleyball. And so, um, you know, the spring now one year removed from our, from our, our uh, staff, taking over is so different in the gym. The vibe is different. Our players walk in understanding and knowing what is expected of them. We've got a roster that's completely different now than we had a year ago. Um, we've just committed to uh, pretty salty players that are going to come in and help us in, in, uh, in August that aren't here, but that are already going to you know change our roster. So we're really excited about the things that our staff and our players have, have bought into that are going to turn this program uh, into a winning program very shortly. Yeah, that sounds so exciting, and we're excited to kind of see how your next season goes, and we're going to be cheering you guys on. How did I appreciate you get? That. Yeah, of course. How did you get into volleyball? How did you get to be a coach? Like, did you always yeah. know you wanted to be a coach, or how did you get there? You know, I think every coach that really loves to to um, you know, to train and, and get their players to play at a high level it has a, a teacher's mind in them. Uh, they're, they're part psychologist and part educator. Um, and I knew from a young age that I wanted to teach. I didn't really know until I got a little bit further into my high school years and into my college years that I wanted to coach. But I always knew that I wanted to teach. And I always had a heart for teaching and I always had a heart for, for young people. And, you know, when my father and my mother, we, they took us to um, Europe, uh, when we were in, when I was in middle school, I mentioned middle school cause my dad was in the air force. And so we got a taste of life outside of the United States at a pretty young age. And volleyball is a big, big sport for men everywhere outside of the United mm-hmm. States. It's one of the second or third, uh, most popular sports in many European countries and really everywhere outside of the United States. And the interesting part about that is that it's growing. Men's volleyball is growing in the United States right now for the first time in uh, 20, 30 years. So that's an exciting thing for, um, for the, the sport of men's volleyball. But I started playing when I was young in, uh, in Europe and I started to get a, an excitement for it. And when we moved back to the United States in the late eighties, yeah, probably late eighties, early nineties, they didn't have men's volleyball. And so really all it was, was just kind of, you would get out in the sand and the beach and you play doubles and you would, uh, grow your uh, your love for the sport that way. And when we moved to Albuquerque uh, my freshman year in high school, there was a really competitive uh, sand volleyball scene. And so I just started playing competitively in the sand. And um, it wasn't until I got to college here at uh, New Mexico State that I joined a pretty competitive club team. 
and we travel around the country playing and and eventually the the coach who's still a great great buddy of mine one of my best friends Mike Jordan took over in 1997 no 1998 and he was a young buck and had hair then still um, <laughs> and he hired me as uh, like a player player manager like student assistant guy yeah and little by little I just that's when I started to realize like I I'm good at this and I think I could really make a profession of this so I finished my degree in education in in 2000 and I started coaching locally here at Franklin High School in El Paso and I mean just one thing after another I just it was something all of a sudden you really start to see the the you know the the future down the road of this being something that I want to do and that I love doing and so uh, that's kind of where it all started um, when it came to you know to playing then to teaching and then to coaching and so now when I look back on all those years the teacher in me really is the part that I think grew the most and you know having to teach kids and I'm a special ed teacher by by trade and that all still helps me in the gym today I mean I coach every one of my players differently and and I have sure. to wear a lot of hats you know what I mean and, and when it comes to to getting the most out of these guys yeah I love hearing your story especially how you kind of were playing when you were little overseas and you got to the United States and you're like, ah, oh, there's not really anything here. And then you were in El Paso, moved away for a little bit and now you're back. That's really cool. Yeah. It's neat. Uh, you know, what was interesting. I always laugh with my wife about um, uh, being back in El Paso um, because one of the main stipulations for her when we got married was that we didn't live in El Paso. So it's kind of <laughs> funny that, you know, 11 years later, she's excited about being here in El Paso because it's a new journey for us and our family. But right. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, interesting how, you know, sometimes you come full circle, but we're really thankful that, uh, Jim, the athletic director here gave us an opportunity, uh, took a chance on a young guy that doesn't have any collegiate head coaching experience, even though I have a lot of, you know, high school and club coaching experience as a head coach, but we're, we're excited about being here. We're making a lot of changes in El, in El Paso with the volleyball scene. And, um, we're, we're just excited about the future and you know, see if we can't keep pointing the needle in the right direction. Yeah, that's super exciting. So I know you probably grew up all over around the world. Do you have any of your favorite travel experiences that you could share with us? Oh, yeah. I mean, living in Europe when you're young, you don't really understand the ramifications or the excitement of it. Um, I can I can remember several trips down the Rhine River and seeing all the castles and stuff in Europe and all the places we got to go, going to, to uh, Neuschweinstein and seeing, you know, the what they, what they modeled the Disney castle after and um, you know, going to the Netherlands and seeing all of the cool things and the, the windmills and all the history and stuff. That's what actually inspired me to be a history teacher. Um, when I first started teaching in, in 2000, I started as a history teacher and then I moved into to special ed um, uh, a couple years after that. But all those experiences give you a really unique perspective on life some years later. Then when you're young, you don't really understand how cool that is to see it. But when I coached at UNM, uh, the University of New Mexico with Jeff Nelson, in 2011, we took a a, a, a broad uh, trip. We took a um, a summer trip overseas, and we went back to Rome and to Germany and to Croatia and to Slovenia and some places over there that I got to see when I was younger. And so to see him again as an adult and and coaching your volleyball team against some of those teams was a really unique perspective. So I really got to soak that up again um going back and it was kind of a once again full circle coming back full circle again you get to see it as an adult and you really appreciate it a lot more yeah that's really cool that you're able to go back are you guys going on a trip with utep anywhere or? that's the plan that's the plan i mean you get to do it once every four years um the ncaa allows you to do it once every four years and so you 
what you try to do in a, is just save up enough money from from uh, from your booster club so you can pay for your players to go because it's not something that the university generally funds. So everybody tries really hard because it gives you a little bit of an advantage each year to um, to get a couple more hours of practice with your players and go over there and do stuff and play play other teams and you know get some bonding experiences for your team outside of the normal grind and wear and tear of of the the regular season. So it's definitely in the works. It's in the process and, and thoughts of what we're planning. Uh, we won't be going this year, but uh, you know, this being one year, um, one year here, we're, it's in it's in the works, and that's something we definitely want to do. Yeah, I think it's just a really cool experience to have your team be able to go and play in a whole new environment, different culture. Yeah, that's cool. And a, to a totally different style of volleyball too. I mean, yeah. everything in Europe is a, is a totally different style of volleyball. So to and they play with a different ball um, in almost every you know everywhere you go, and so it's interesting for them and it's a great experience to be able to see all those things and then be able to spend that much more time with that, with each other. So they, they, you know, those, those experiences are invaluable for many, for many programs. For sure. I have one question I'd like to ask. It's kind of, kind of put you on the spot. Okay. What is one thing that no one knows about you that you can share? Uh, it's interesting. You, you asked that question because today I'm meeting with my team at 1230 and we're going to start um, going through a leadership training off of that the book, the five dysfunctions of a, of a team. And one of the first activities you have to do with your team is you have to um, ask that question, that very oh. same question, which is, Hey, what's something in your younger years in your youth? So it could be like from, uh, you know, your, your baby days all the way up to high school. What's something that most people don't know about you. And so I've already got my, um, yeah, I'm already prepared. So you didn't, yeah, you didn't actually put me on the spot because uh, I'm ready to roll with my team today on that. But most people, what they don't know about me is when I was in high school and even into college, I was a music major. Uh, I was the drum major of our of our marching band. I played sports and did music. And so I was I went to college at New Mexico State to become uh, a musician. And I played trumpet um, and I was in the marching band in New Mexico State. And so I did sports and did, did band. And so most people are pretty shocked when I tell them that I was a drum yeah. major and I was in the band. And so I have some funny, you know, awkward and embarrassing pictures of, of that when you're in, in high school. And so I'll be able to, to connect with my players, showing them my vulnerable moments, too. So most people don't know that about me. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I love hearing that. Like, you're a musician. And then you totally just switched into the world of volleyball. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because I've got two little boys and an and a eight-month-old little girl and my eldest child is very musical and he loves piano and he's he loves to sing and he loves to dance and stuff and then my middle kid is like my sport kid he, he loves baseball and basketball and soccer he put a ball in his hand he loves it so I get to enjoy a little bit of those moments uh, with both of them and then I'll be interested to see what my little daughter wants to do who knows she's crazy so I gotta <laughs> I gotta keep eyes on her yeah that's fun though that you kind of have the best of both worlds with your kids that's so fun. absolutely totally different dudes yeah I love it if you were an athlete wanting to play for a team in the university or university, what would your advice be for him? You know, it, it, these days there's so many good athletes in our country that um, sometimes the the sport of volleyball is just kind of now a get out there and play type of sport, and it didn't always used to be that way. And I think that we're finding more and more kids, uh, sorry, young women that we recruit that get here that are very athletic but don't think the game very much. They just, they yeah. just get out there and they, they just hit the volleyball or they, they serve it and they're not knowing really why. So my advice to many of our young 
players that we're recruiting and that we've committed is to get on and watch volleyball more. And, you know, this day and age, there's so much volleyball to be seen on YouTube and on, uh, you know, on all the, the social media channels, but they need to think the game more. They need to understand why things happen, why we, you know, why we do things um, at a high level instead of just going out and playing. You, you need to be able to, to understand the X's and O's. And that's where most of the young players that come into our program really take, it takes them a long time to understand that there are several choices made uh, in the, in the midst of five seconds of a rally that they didn't even think about before they got here. So I would encourage most of those that want to play at a high level in division one volleyball to, um, you know, ask for more, be, be a student of the game and ask for more, um, you know, homework and, and understand why, why you want to do things, or why you want to hit things here or why you want to block this type of, uh, you know, this area of the court. And that really will help their development before they get to us. I love that insight. It's kind of just the way to help them. You want smart players. Yeah, you want somebody who can hit the ball really hard, but you, when it's on the game point or whatever, you want somebody to make really smart decisions. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's, that's the difference between the best players in our country and the, the, the second team kids. You know, like mm-hmm. the best players are not only touching 10-2 and 10-3, but they also understand how to score and they understand how to stop people. And that's I think that was the biggest – change we made here at UTEP we, we had the same roster in January that they did in uh you know August of the of the year before but the the right. difference for them was that they started to understand why they were doing things and they were trying to really think how to play the game and and also uh you know the speed of it well you know all that stuff kind of catches up towards the end but you got to learn how to do it the right way or else you're always inevitably going to lose to the people that understand how to play volleyball yeah I totally agree. Thanks for sharing that. So I know we kind of touched on this a little bit, but with your new team kind of taking over for your, you're coming up on your second year, what's your next adventure, whether it's with your team, traveling, or all of the above? Well, we're, we're really in the grind right now. As you well know, being a former volleyball player, we're in the grind of changing our, our, our weaknesses and our faults. So our players got to campus um, two, let's see, three weeks ago. And they're, you know, they're in what we call the eight-hour period uh, where they get four hours of instruction by us and they get four hours of strength and conditioning and, and weights and, you know, agility stuff. And so this is a tough time for them because they're having to change their bodies and their, and their skill. And then once March rolls around, we get into the 20-hour period where they get to get back into team practice and we get to go compete against some teams and see where we're at. So right now we're, we're already, like I said today, we're at 1230. We're meeting and we're, we're you know, on the trip towards changing our, not only our bodies and our, our skill, but also our chemistry and, and our culture here. And we, as a team sat down at the end of the year and really talked openly and, and very vulnerably about how, if we had better team chemistry and we had better, and we understood each, each other more and we were more trusting of each other that we would have probably won three or four more matches in the fall. And it doesn't sound like a lot of matches, but 13 matches versus 17 matches uh, when you look at your schedule, is a big, huge deal for a losing program. So our our goal is this year to win 20 matches, and I think uh, based on the the players we have here with skill and with athleticism, we can do that. But we're really working hard right now. We're we're taking ourselves on a journey through being more vulnerable as a team and being learning how to trust each other better, learning how to you know understand that it's okay to challenge each other and not to get upset about it. And that's a long process for anybody, but especially. 19 to 22 year old females, you know, and 
So we're trying to learn how to do that. We're actually going to go on this journey together, and, and we're going to keep move, moving through this in the, the fall. And uh, we got to start it now, though. I mean, it's just like passive yeah. serve receiving. If you want to be better at passive serve receiving in the fall, you got to start doing it now. And so that's the journey that my program and my team and my staff are on, and we're looking forward to figuring out what the strengths and weaknesses of that are. That's awesome. I don't want to keep you too long because I know you have your team meeting coming up, but I just want to say thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I loved kind of getting a more behind the scenes feel of how you got to be the head coach of UTEP and your current season coming up and how are you guys preparing? I really appreciate it. And we wish you the best of luck. You got it. You just tell us when you, uh, you want somebody else on the podcast. We've got two <laughs> crazy wild assistant coaches here with big personalities and they're from, like I said, they're from different walks of life. One of them is a former yeah. player that is from the Midwest, and the other one is a, uh, a Serbian guy from uh, from Europe who, who has a long journey uh, through United States volleyball. And, and so I got a great staff. I'm very thankful for them. They work really hard. I just sent Nick to Europe. He left this morning to go to Europe for a month to go recruit. So um, oh. we'd love to be back on, and, and we'll be following your podcast as well and trying to listen to um, those other successful coaches and people that are – uh, helping us challenge our team here. So thank you so much for having us. Yeah, and I'd love to bring your other assistants on. That's awesome. So I look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Very nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.